I was honored uh, last Saturday to be the deacon at a wedding at All Saints. And at the reception, Joanne and I were seated at the clergy table. I got to spend a few moments talking privately with a priest friend who is in active treatment for his cancer. And at his advanced age, understands all too well his short time frame left to walk this earth. We talked about our own journeys with various treatments, and we shared a particular sense of urgency in preaching and living a gospel life while we still have breath. I shared with him my strong feeling, more like a divine push, to urge, to plead with people, to seize God's grace every day, every moment of their lives, in order to have the strength and faithfulness to do one thing, to love, to love others, to love God, and to love themselves. His reply to me still echoes in my heart. Of course, what else is there to preach except love? I'm, I'm so grateful to God for this priest who by his example lives and preaches this gospel life of love. So I bet you can guess my theme today. <laughs> In the gospel just proclaimed, Jesus once again challenges us to love others, but in a very creative way, a way that turns the world upside down. Take a moment and look at that first reading from Leviticus. This chapter of Leviticus is a portion of Israel's holiness code, and in this reading I think I counted 16 you shall nots. And there are many more prescriptions in the Holiness Code than listed here. In fact, the Jewish people had many, many rules to help them live a life dedicated to God. Besides the Holiness Code, there was the Covenant Code, the Priestly Code, the Law Code of Deuteronomy, the Rabbinical Tradition of 613 Laws, and the Decalogues of the Torah. This is in addition to the laws of ancient Near East. I have a book <laughs> outlining all these laws, if anyone wants to borrow it. Once again, proving I own too many books. <laughs> the shall nots in Leviticus stand in sharp contrast to the proactive message of Jesus. Our gospel reading continues the teaching of Jesus known as the Sermon on the Mount. Earlier in Matthew, we heard Jesus explaining his relationship to these laws. In chapter 5, verse 17, Jesus says very clearly, Do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Through his life, his words, his actions, Jesus revealed the deeper meaning of the law. And he challenged his listeners, and he challenges us to live lives of righteousness, of love, 
and of abundant mercy. He's quite clever in his teaching today. He's not advising his disciples to bow down, to acquiesce to the oppressor, to those in power. Instead, he shows how to thwart those who would dominate others. And my gift to you for Lent coming up is I crossed off a whole page of the homily today. <laughs> um, and what I've done is reproduce it on a uh, uh, handout in the back, talking about um, the examples of striking on the right cheek. Although I had a great example, I was going to bring Bob up and backhand him. <laughs> he was ready for it this morning. <laughs> but I just thought it might take away from the rest of the lesson. <laughs> but these examples of striking on the right cheek, giving your cloak, uh, going the second mile, they're ingenious ways Jesus disarms the oppressor. But explaining those is just going to take up so much time, so a handout in the back if you're interested. It's, it's worth reading it. Bottom line, Jesus does not confront evil with evil or violence with violence. He fulfills the law by revealing God's love, God's goodness, God's mercy, and God's cleverness to work with us humans. So returning back to the gospel, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now here is our challenge. Here is where our sensibilities are stretched and our egos are confronted. It is easy to love those who love us. I think Jesus might have even mentioned that. But he asks us more, he asks more from his followers. Jesus mandates us to love without exception. This simple commandment is the hardest commandment. To love those that are difficult to love our time on earth, no matter how long or how short, I believe is our opportunity to learn the sacred lesson of love. We're drawing close to a very holy season on the church's calendar, Lent. It is my favorite season. I know it's Bob's favorite season. Lent is the time when we focus on that final journey of Jesus to Jerusalem. We listen to his words. We focus on the encounters he has. And Lent can also be a time to focus on our lives as followers of our Lord, our journey of discipleship so far. Have you thought about how you will observe Lent this year? Probably not, but I think ahead. And so this coming week is Ash Wednesday. So thinking about how you want to observe Lent might be a good exercise for today. I put together some questions that I asked myself, and I thought, well, I'll ask these of you too. And I wrote those on a piece of paper you can take as a handout. Uh, here's some questions to think about. Can I make a comment that is kinder? Can I reach out and help? What can I do 
What can my family do to make a difference in this community, in this world? Can I care for God's creation through the choices I make? Am I too busy? Have my relationships taken a back seat to whatever I'm occupying my time with? Can I lift up instead of tearing down? Can I refrain from cynicism, gossip, and snarky remarks? These are all questions I got. <laughs> and these are can-I questions that kind of set your mind to pondering. Each of these questions may be changed to an I will, and then that becomes your statement of intention during this Lent. That is a verbal signpost of living a gospel life of love. From I can to I will is walking a path of love. As an example, replace can I reach out to, I will reach out to whatever. My family will reach out. I can and I will refrain from making that negative comment. And this is not easy to do. So let's borrow from the world of computers. When the command to love without exception becomes difficult, default to your factory settings. God created you. You are made in the image of God. Default to your creator to help you with this. Ask God to open your eyes and your ears and your heart during this holy season. Lent is a time to be a wee bit more introspective and a lot more prayerful and intentional in our actions. Ask God to love through you when you couldn't possibly manage that on your own. God can love through you. Ask God to be in your busy life, in your coming and your going. Perhaps ask God to slow down your life a bit. In fact, invite God into every encounter you have. The Vestry and Stewardship Committee have invited us to a Lenten challenge for this upcoming 40 days of Lent. Each week there will be a focus on a particular Lenten practice that will open your heart to a deeper relationship with God and also provide you with opportunities to put love into action. And I also have some outreach activities you can do singly or as in a small group or family. They're located back there, too. <laughs> so, three different handouts. But always remember balance. Jesus had to walk away from the crowds sometimes and rest in the mountains or sleep in a boat. The sacred is in your rest as well as your activity. 40 days is not a lifetime, or maybe it is. This Lenten practice of inviting God into your daily life can be a lifetime discipline. God is present in your joys, in your disappointments. God is present in your grieving and in your rejoicing. And God is present as you open your heart to love. My prayer for you is that this Lenten season of love extend the rest of your life 
And when you reflect back on your life, may you be able to measure your life in the ways you have loved. Amen. In midnights, in cups of coffee, in inches, in miles.